Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick old trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out old trouble and drunk. This is Radical Australia on Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The program is a podcast. Dale, how art thou? I'm reasonable. A reasonable, that's yeah, not good you can enough. reason with me. <laughs> That'll be a first, won't it? <laughs> or contrary. Now, Dale, I've been mentally abused this morning. Tell me, you've, you're quite distressed about I was that. very distressed. I walked into 3CR. And I was called it sounds like the beginning of a bad joke. Yeah, no, no, it's not a bad joke. And I was called. An anarchist walks into a radio <laughs> station. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I was called in as a co-presenter of uh, Radical Australia with you, and the person said, um, "Joe, what are you doing about the radio fine?" Yes. And I said, "Oh, not oh. much." And she yeah. then she said, she looked at me in the eye and she said, "Joe, you didn't make as much money last year." And I said, <gasps> and I said "Oh." Mm. So listeners. Radio Fon will be on in two weeks' time. Two weeks. And we would like to raise a few grand. Not much. Well, we need to. Well, we don't need to. Not so we'd like to. No No, one likes Radio Fon. We don't need to. We want to. And remember, now that the uh, Conservatives are back in action, (laughs) 3CR is more important than ever. So if you are a regular listener to Radical Australia... Help us out in two weeks' time. And it is a legal, legitimate tax deduction. Mm-hmm. Why let the government decide how you spend your money? Mm. Give it to 3CR. doesn't matter if it's Radical Australia or any program. And you get a legal, legitimate tax deduction. It's amazing. Now, it's amazing. We've got a guest. Yes. Unbelievable. I rang the guest up today and I said, Hello. And she said, This is Alice. And I said, This is Joe Toscano. And you could hear the wheels go click, 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 click. <laughs> Who's Joe Toscano? <laughs> And then, and then I said, and then I said, you're appearing, you're, you're coming this afternoon. And she said, I thought I was coming in June. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then I thought that we were going to have a vacant chair because obviously being a young person, she'd have a life. But no, Alice Goles, who's Hello. our guest. Hello. Hello. Didn't actually have a life and came to talk to... Careers are bad today. What's bad? Careers are bad. Mm. So mm. I could, yeah, make it in, why not? I mean, you should have said, look, you should have played hard to get and said, look, I'm really busy, I'm being interviewed by the ABC, <laughs> uh, but, but uh, for you, I'll, I'll turn up, you know? Well, I was just sitting in my dressing gown drinking a cup of tea, so I didn't have much on. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> you just got that, did you? Very good. I'm a little bit slow on the uptake today. <laughs> now, your family, they're, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not on the, they won't... You know, strutting the boards, were they? Vaudeville, were they? What do you mean? 
Well, that was a good, that was a good vaudeville in joke. Oh, was it? It was double entente. It was very nice. Oh, I didn't well, have thanks. much on, you know, and I was in my dressing <laughs> gear. I mean, that was very vaudevillian. You know, I 1940s, had no idea. 1950s, no? Just naturally very humorous, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, look, 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 Alice, um, this is a serious interview, you realise. Yeah, I understand. You know, this is very serious. This is about you. And uh, there's no, there's no, you know, it's like hell. <laughs> oh, no. no but you didn't say this on the phone. <laughs> come on, I'm a bloke, you know. True. Next I'd ask you to come and look, look at my etchings. Would you do that? Of course not. <laughs> I mean, but if I said, if I, it's like hell. There's no, there's no rest. It's the same over and over again. It's that type of interview. Wow. Mm. It's a good right. thing there's a different person each week. Yeah. <laughs> well, because most of them don't. They go into therapy it. after. <laughs> now, Alice. Yes. Goals. G-O-L-D-S. Mm-hmm. Just to orientate listeners, what year were you born? I was born in 92. How could you come on Radical Australia if you were born in 92? You, you wouldn't, I know, you shocking. Would, you'd have nothing to say. Oh, no. I know. It's one of my fears. <laughs> I'm too young. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. We've had, people, we've had 18-year-olds. Ah. I'd like to interview a 10-year-old, but, um, you know, I haven't passed my, you know, childhood, was it? Checking yeah. working with children. I haven't got my <laughs> the legalities aren't on your side. No, no, I haven't got that. my working with children <laughs> to get to that. We, no, Dale said no ten-year-olds until we get that. Isn't that correct? Dale? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fair, but, but yeah. obviously, ninety-two. You're fitting the. Now, what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? I think the first thing that I remember, I can't exactly remember how old I was, but probably sitting on the stairs at my house back at home mm-hmm. and my mum teaching me how to spell my name or write my name. Write yeah, it. Write you it, yeah, that. yeah. So where's back at home? Um, Essex in the Essex UK. Yeah, in the, on the UK. London Borough of Havering, but also on the borders of Essex as well. Well, which one is it? Come on. Well, it's kind of, it's Greater London, but it's seen as in both places. Greater London and it's Essex. It's Greater London so big it's taken over Essex. Well, yeah. The land right. grab happened, you know. The land grab, all right. Yeah, I just remember the commons disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, too. so 92. Are your parents still alive? They are, yeah. So they could them. possibly be listening to this on the World Wide Web one day. Yeah. They could, so we better be pleased. And I assume they're <laughs> wonderful human beings. Lovely people. <laughs> right. Yeah. What Jackie and John. Jackie and John. Mm-hmm. You got any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I've got two sisters. And uh, obviously they're back in the old dark. Um, one of them is in um, Abu Dhabi. Where? And Abu Dhabi. You're kidding. No. She's a teacher. Mm-hmm. She actually, um, She actually teaches English to the Sheikh's grandson. Mm-hmm. As a private tutor, which is just well, doesn't bonkers. everybody doesn't everybody have a <laughs> private tutor? Well, yeah, but it's just the fact it's her it seems a bit unbelievable. Oh, you think that's bad? I, I dropped off my youngest son in a little town near Stuttgart for a year when he was sixteen to uh, do you know soccer. He was very good at soccer, and the kid that was boarding with him in the same room, they, they had to share the room with the kid's bodyguard. <laughs> Said the same thing. What? Yeah, he was he was from the Middle East and yeah. obviously had a, a bodyguard. So why shouldn't you know a nice grandkid have a personal English <laughs> teacher? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what's happened to your um, other sister? My younger sister. Mm. She's back at home. 
back at yeah, home Yeah, she's at home. Well, she's had a divorce or something. No. That's, that's the only reason you go back home. No, she's no, not divorced yet, not married <laughs> yet either. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah, she's back at home. in London working in finance Good. and, she yeah. Tips? No. Doesn't she's, give you tips? She doesn't give me any tips. No at all. No, so she three keeps them close to women her chest. in the household. Four women. Four women and a cat and a dog. And a cat. Also and a female. female. Mm-hmm. How did your poor old dad cope? Well, I mean, he does all right. He does. <laughs> <laughs> did you give him a tick of approval? Did you? Yeah. Oh. He, he's not, not, he's got no, yeah, he's not got much choice in the matter, really, so. Uh-huh. He, well, Survival. He really, yeah, he either, yeah. He either, sh- sh- if he doesn't do it, he just ships out, doesn't he? Well, exactly. He knows where the door is. Yeah. Oh. I think that's why we've always had dogs. There's right. a companion there. Right. And whether it's a male or female, the dog is just, His yeah, dog. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. understand. Eternally loyal and Eternally. nice to him. <laughs> nice to him. <laughs> Unlike every other member of the family, but we yeah. won't go down that road. <laughs> so, how far back does your family stretch? Do you got any? You don't have any genealogical record? My um, yeah, my cousin has actually, and she worked it out. So on my mum's side, mm-hmm. uh, we have roots like fairly deep into East London, and mm-hmm. she's found relatives that um actually. Well, not relatives, living relatives, but ancestors who were in the workhouses mm-hmm. in East London um, throughout the what's that place? What's that thing called? What? Industrial Revolution. Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You can tell you're an internet bunny. Yeah. The, you know the old revolution, <laughs> the Industrial that Revolution. That yeah. happened. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. The Industrial Revolution. Yeah. And yeah, so we had families uh, like pretty. Mm poor and yep. working class from the get-go yeah. mm-hmm. um, in, yeah, the workhouses. And um, one of the stories that she found from a, an ancestor in particular named Thomas mm-hmm. was particularly sad because he was in and out of the workhouse his whole life. And at 70, um, it was seen that he was sort of just turfed out onto the streets. And, mm-hmm. and it said that he, in the records anyway, it said that he was an invalid or something like mm-hmm. that. And so they... He was invalid. Invalid. That's the word. It's invalid? not invalid. It's invalid. You think of the word it? invalid. Same spelling. Is, yeah, true. Invalid. Yeah. Well, that's what he was. <laughs> that's what he was. <laughs> he was no longer a productive man. Yeah, no longer productive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he was just turfed out. But he'd been in and out for his whole life, which mm. was really sad. Could you explain to people what a workhouse is? A lot of people wouldn't understand what it is. Oh, so um, in throughout the UK or throughout England, as far as I know, mm. um, in the Industrial Revolution, they'd have these huge, like, factories and and people used to live in the factory and work in the factory and and that was their whole life so they would be given sort of gruel literally gruel for breakfast gruel for lunch gruel for Mm, dinner which is like a porridge a slushy Mm, sort mm. of and gin and straw in the evening yeah yeah Mm. to keep quiet i guess and um they would go in there from as early as 10 years old or eight years old as children Mm. running around on the floors picking up things Mm. to As old as, yeah, 70 mm. or when they became invalid and then they were turfed out on the streets. Mm. But it was a really high diseased place to be and you can imagine just all the illnesses spread quickly. It was not a, a nice place, but it made a few people got, very rich. got to 70 before they chucked me yeah. out, which is extraordinary. Yeah, which is extraordinary. Mm. 
Well, getting back to your surname, I've met a lot of gold. Mm. What's golds? Why golds? Is that a made-up name? I don't know. Name? What does your father say? I, I don't know about that name. Mm. Not about, much. You know much I about think your father's side? Well, my nan um, is from Gypsy heritage, right. Roman Gypsy. Mm. And my on my granddad's side, my granddad died when I was quite young, so I never got to understand his background or the background of the gold's yep. name mm. so i know my nan um who is yeah from roman or gypsy heritage mm. her maiden name is spicer so i found out quite a lot about the spices but not so much about the golds mm. so i haven't got much information on that but i think um people have told me it maybe it's jewish or yeah. something like that mm. but i don't i haven't seen any Anything yes. to, mm. yeah, to say could that it, could that even it's be Jewish. Cotton, couldn't it? Because they used to yeah. take on, especially if your grandma was a gypsy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, my dad also lived around Greater London, but on the side closer to Kent. So mm. families both are from sort of the suburbs of London mm. and once inner London. Right. So what does a young Alice, mm. do you go to school or something in Greater London? Yeah, I went to primary school called um, Aloft. 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 A-L-O-F-T. Aloft. A-Y-L-O-F-F. Aloft. Aloft. Who's that named after? It was named after this family that was supposed to be quite, I don't know, important in the area back in the day. But nobody really knows much about them. But that's not there anymore. The school's bulldozed down and they made this tower block of a school because they decided they needed... Bigger, a bigger primary school in the area. Mm. So what was primary school like in Britain in the... Uh, in know, the late, 90s. Yeah, the late 90s. Yeah. yeah, the late 90s. It was interesting. Nobody's ever asked me that question before. But... Well, we're yeah. here for an hour. I'm going to ask you a lot of <laughs> questions nobody's asked you before. I know. Because we, we wouldn't have any experience of growing, like, mm. you know, yeah. of, of, you know... As a child, I just imagined snow because I grew up in central Queensland where it's just pretty yeah. much humid and hot. And mm-hmm. I used to look at, you know, European um, weather, like, you know, as a child and dream about it. Mm. It's just like it would be completely different growing up experience. Yeah. Yeah, we used to have um, snow days. So <gasps> we'd snow have. Days. Yeah. So even though snow comes every year, mm. um, there is still no sort of preparation around snow ever coming. So none of the the schools are ready for it. Um, the roads aren't ready for it. Mm. The cars aren't built for it. So um, a couple of inches on the ground, I think it only has to be about three inches of snow and the school shut. Ooh. So you get the whole day off. And so all the kids just head over to the park, have big snow fights. Wow. Um, mm. Yeah, which actually are super violent and children put like stones in the snowballs yeah, and take yeah eyes out. I like it's it. pretty I it. it's yeah. pretty crazy it was then, yeah. Yeah. yeah um and yeah. that and that happened snow days are just yeah one of the things i can remember throughout my whole time at did school. you put stones in the all snowballs maybe a couple of times <laughs> a couple of times <laughs> depends on who oh, yeah yeah it was depending on who i threw it at uh, but um right. but i i was very happy to have a snowball fight for maybe like half an hour and then i i was bored with it at that point but it was always the boys that seemed to just have the energy to go on for the whole day and like you couldn't get away from them and there were just snowballs coming out everywhere yeah it was awful Uh, so you weren't allowed to go back home 
No. During well, that it was, period. yeah. There was nobody home. Nobody was, was at home, yeah. yeah. So, what, you just turn up and they say it's snow day, go home? Yeah, or you'd listen to the radio oh, and right. they would announce oh, it on the radio oh, oh. that, that well, school I, was I, out. Well, I mean, Alice had a mystical experience on Monday morning. I was, I live outside Melbourne and I had to see somebody in Trentham. I don't know if you know where Trentham is. It's less than 100 k's from here. It's up in the, the hills. And I was driving up there through the Wombat State Forest, right? And there's horizontal rain. I'm thinking, there's no wind. How can you have horizontal rain? And it turned out to be snow. And by the time I got to Trentham, this is on the Monday, the 20, what, 26th of May, hmm. there was snow on the ground. Wow. It's extraordinary. How but not enough to make a snowball for rock in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never thought of that. Yeah. But what was school like? Did you, was it every day, five well, days a week? or? Yeah, five days a week um, from, main, so my, most of my memory is coming from secondary school now. Mm. But um, yeah, five days a week from nine until three o'clock. Mm. You get the 45 minute lunch break, a couple of breaks mm. in between. Mm. But I think what was interesting about my time at uh, secondary school no, was... No, primary sorry, school. Sorry, we're we still on got, primary school. Of course we are. Okay. You told us nothing about it. I mean, did you excel primary in anything? School. No. No? Not any, I didn't excel in anything. In um, primary school, I was I much better at English and art mm. than I was at anything else. But mm. Any teachers you remember from primary school? Yeah, I had, um, I remember, I actually remember all my teachers. Oof. So I don't remember one of them. Yeah, I remember every year all my teachers... And I like most of them. Right. Yeah, I do. Big right. time. <laughs> Big time. I remember forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know Mr. Jones hated Mr. Jones. Um, Lucky it's a common name. We don't, <laughs> in case we get sued. Yeah, that's true. Don't, um, don't, it's all right. You didn't tell us why you hate Mr. Jones. No, that's fine. There we go. Just hate Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, a few, a few really good teachers as right. well. But there was nothing you excelled at. Just no, uh, I wasn't. No, I wasn't particularly. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't particularly good at school mm-hmm. in any subject. No, no, good. no, no I was the kid with the head out the window or just looking out the window oh, yeah. and attention trying to snap back into the classroom. ADT, I assume, attention deficit syndrome, child. Maybe. Yeah. All right. I just had very selective, I had a very selective mm-hmm. um, way of re- paying attention. Right, right. So did you, did you obviously went to high school. Mm, Where? Yeah. Where? Same place. Same so place. Hornchurch, uh, well, different school, same area. Yeah. Um, yeah, school called Abs Cross. Abs. Abs Cross. Crossed abs. Abs. <laughs> no. Uh, A-double-B-S. Abs. Abs. Yeah, abs. 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 I haven't That's got any. That's only one A, right? But, you know, one abs. B, yeah. Abs. Yeah. Only one Abs. Yeah. Abs. One And obviously you excelled at secondary college. Mm, again, only in a few select subjects I did well. Like what? So I actually did really well in RE, which is our religious re? religious studies. Mm-hmm. So I did well in religious studies, I did well in art, and mm. I did well in English. Why religious studies? Did you, what did you find interesting about it? I think I, I've always, I just always found um, the history of people very interesting. So when learning about other religions, I found that really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. So it was just the, yeah, the idea of how one part of the world got, I don't know, where that religion come from and then where they are now. Mm. But you found it interesting then? Yeah. Mm. Mm. 
What's this O-levels garbage we keep hearing about? Oh, didn't do those. Excuse me? O-levels. I thought everybody they does O-levels. They weren't a thing. No, that was like... What was that, what, 50 years ago? That was like parents, ago? yeah. It's what my parents did. So what do you O-levels. do? What did you do? So we did um, GCSEs. Excuse me? GCSEs. GCSEs. GCSE. You don't know what that stands for? I have no idea what that stands <laughs> right. for. But they're the big exams yeah, at yeah. the end of secondary school. Ooh, is that year 12? Year 11. Year 11? In the UK, year 11. Right. And then, so that's when you're sort of 15 to 16, and yeah. then you go on and you can do A-levels mm. at uh, college after, until you're 18, mm. and then you go on to university. And I, where did you stop? I went to university. Oh, well, let's go back yeah. to the A-levels. You did your A-levels. I did my, I did my A-levels at a sixth form. A sixth form. Yeah, yeah, which is like two years after mm. secondary school. Um, I went to a pretty big sixth form. There were like, for only two years, there were 2,000 students. 2,000 yeah, students. Yeah, so there was 1,000 students in each year. In each year. Mm. And are A-levels like particular subjects or is it just all subjects? Yes, yeah, so I think they're pretty much all subjects. So you pick at, at sixth form, you pick four mm. subjects that you want to, mm. that you want to do further. Um, and yeah, and then you can do your A levels in those subjects, and then you go on to uni. And obviously, you were brilliant. Obviously. <laughs> what subjects? No, I. Um, well, you got to university. I did. I got to you know. I, yeah, but it was it was kind of scrapping scrapping what? at points to scrapping get there. Scrapping at points. Yeah, you know, it, so wasn't, so you, it wasn't. It wasn't flying you, colours. You didn't do an arts degree. Did I you? did. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, I did. I, I, I did media arts at uni, mm. and then before I went to uni... I Excuse me, media arts? Media arts. What is that? Painting stages or something? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's all... It's kind of just like the creative um, arts through media, so photography, film, animation, mm. um, what else? Audio. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it... It covered so much, it yeah. was hard to be really good at any one thing because yeah, it was so broad. But yeah. you, ha- you got to kind of try a little bit of everything. And you actually finished? I did. You got to do Finish that one. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean that one? What happened after well, that? Well, I started one before that and I didn't <laughs> One before it. that? <laughs> yeah. what, what was that? Um, so at this point in my life, mm. I was quite in, I was very heavily um, involved and interested in Sex and the City. Excuse and, me. Yes. What's Sex in the City it's for an old bloke? A, um, an American sitcom mm. about four single ladies in New York. And oh. I was obsessed with it as, as a 17 year old. 17? Yeah, I was You're about obsessed. 17, yeah. What obsessed you? With the high heels or what? It was, um, well, I think it's because it's the first, it was one of the first series or the first sitcoms mm. to, um, to have women talking about men and mm. talking about sex in the way that they they I were did. doing it oh. it wasn't lads chatting about sex. sex it was women mm. sort of owning their own body their own mm. personalities mm. their their own self and um yeah talking about men as you would talk about men whenever mm. um so as as like a 17 year old that was really refreshing because until then it had just been i mean i can't remember what TV I was into before that, but you hadn't hadn't seen anything like that before. So I think that's why I was so mm. obsessed with this program. Mm. And one of the characters 
called um, Samantha Jones. She um, she owns her own like event management company, and so I decided I was going to be like Samantha Jones, and I was going to own my own events company, and I was going to be a party planner, and it was going to be great. Um, so I I went and studied initially uh, events management. For, and then I made it in, into about a year and I just couldn't, what? I just lost interest, didn't lost like it anymore, interest. yeah. No. It's and then extraordinary, moved. it's an extraordinary story. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for so <laughs> I can be quite cruel. <laughs> I'm not with you. I'm just going to take that totally as your word. Yeah, it is. I was, I was just extraordinary. extraordinary you know, for a 17-year-old to model herself on Samantha Jones and be wanting to become an event manager. Well, I don't think we've had anybody like that on this on, on this program in the last uh, seven years every day. But to have the nows to lose interest, I, yeah, I, that's, that's admirable. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah you, you realise it. Ugh. I did. Mm. <laughs> so what happens after you got your degree? Did you go out to the wild world? Um, I went. I moved back home for a bit. So oh, excuse me. Where were you living as a young 17-year-old? So in the UK, most people move to d- a different place for university. I don't oh. know if that's a thing here so much. Can be. Can well, be. I totally escaped Queensland through did university. You? Yeah, totally. I was the, I'm the same. So where did you head to? I Northern New South Wales, um, up in Armadale on the tablelands where it snows. Oh, you followed the snow. New England, yeah. They call it New England. It's very backwards, but it oh, snowed. No, no, they produce mass murderers and Barnaby Choice. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, well. There's nothing wrong with New England. Oh, well, you know. I, it, it, wasn't, trees. it wasn't Queensland. No. That, that was the important part that for you at the time. That was the most important yeah. part. Yeah. 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 You know. That was the same for me as well. I wanted to get away as far away as I could, and oh, I, yeah. I ended up going four hours away, which in four England hours. is very oh. far. Oh, <laughs> that hours. is quite a distance. So where did you go? I went to Plymouth, which Plymouth. is in the oh. southwest. Mm. Yeah, so four hours south, basically. Of as a seventeen-year-old. Yeah, as an eighteen eighteen-year-old. Yeah. What, what were the digs like? What that house? Yeah, was your shared house? Or? Yeah, so shared shared housing mm. um, with other students for the the full four years. Four years. Yeah, because did I did, you, did my first year. Did you label, all the, food? Did you label all the food in the fridge? No, we no. each had a shelf. <laughs> so you stuck that. to your shelf you or there was going to be trouble. Yes. Okay, but you do all that. You got your degree. Did, mm-hmm. did you go into the paid workforce at any stage? I did, yeah. So um, I moved back home for a bit because mm. I didn't have any money after uni. So mm. And I, I wanted to go to London again anyway, but I didn't necessarily want to move back to my hometown. But I did, and I moved there for about a year. And um, I was just trying to get a job anywhere, really. And I ended up getting a job in telesales, oh. which was the bane of my life. Excuse mm. me? Yeah. Soul-destroying stuff. It was so soul-destroying. Well, could you explain what this fascinating job for a university mm. graduate is? So... <laughs> My job was to sell businesses mm. and agencies a type of database. A database? So, yeah, it was a database full of... Hello, hello, I want to sell you a database. It, yeah, I mean, you had other ways of going about it, but, you know, that was the main gist of it. And, yeah, you had these horrible targets and this horrible boss and oh. yeah it was just this was what 2008 2009 2010? no this was 2013 this is your first paid job this was my first proper 
office sort of job yeah. outside of yeah anything that I've done. So before. you're 21. 22. 22. You've done all this work. Yeah. Primary school, secondary school, mm-hmm. A levels, university, and this is the job you and get. And this is the job. Is this I normal ended up in with? Yeah, pretty normal. It's very normal for people to, I think, as a first job, go into something like that, like a mm. sales position. Mm. Or mm. a lot of my friends found themselves in recruitment, mm. in a recruitment company or something like that. Mm. Um, I think because the, it's really high turnaround, mm. so you're often, you quickly, they Cal- nab you in quick in was the door. It Cal- was it Carl calling? Yeah. All right, look, I'm your customer. Give oh me a spiel. Oh my god! Come on, I've come on! But let's bring let's bring back the horror. Bring back the horror. <laughs> so be like, ring, ring. Hello. Hi, is that Joe? Yeah. Hi, Joe. It's I don't want to calling. speak to you. You want to sell oh, me no something? Oh, no problem. If you don't want to chat, I can always call back another time. Well, it's good for you. <laughs> oh, I might as well get it over and done. You with. want to get it now? Yeah, Fabulous. get it now. Fabulous. Thank you so much for making time for me today, Joe. <laughs> my pleasure. Have you ever found that when you're looking for the right person to speak to at a company, you just can't find that right person? No. So when you're making business decisions yeah. and you want to try and find the right person to speak to, how do you go about finding them? I say, hey, you, get over here. Does that work? Yeah, because I'm the boss and I pay their wages. <laughs> <laughs> but what about if you wanted to approach another company and you wanted to speak to their boss or that person in marketing well, that you've I, been I needing to call Charlie to? and say, g'day, Charlie, you owe me a favour. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a cash business I run. Why do I, you know? <laughs> you know what? I don't know if this database is right for you, Joe. I don't think it is. I'm going to let you crack on with your business. Thank and you have very a good day. much, Alice. And uh, you look after yourself. Thank and, you very uh, much. Get another Joe. degree. You're wasted <laughs> where you are. <laughs> thank you. Roll out. That Look, was it's, uh, amazing. Thank it's, you very much. It could have been soul destroying. Yeah, it was. Day. It was seriously oh, soul destroying. It's 4:32. This is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. We're speaking to a very intelligent Alice Golds about her life. We will bring out the radical bits in a minute, but you know we've got time to fill. And we want to know how, what caused you to go down that path. <laughs> I can understand now. So, so you did this for a year. I did it for about five months. And how much would you get paid a week? <clears throat> um, I don't know how much it was a week. I can't mm. remember that. Well, but was it piecework? No, it was um, salaried. Right. So it was £21,000 a, a year. That's not bad. Yeah, it was pretty good money. And yeah. then you got commission on top of that as well. So depending on how much you sold, you'd get oh, a percentage. So you couldn't see yourself in this position for 25 years? No, because I saw other people that had been in that position for 25 years. <laughs> and, they were and, it, and they were destroyed in every way, shape and form. <laughs> so what did you do? How did you, you escaped? Yeah, I just, um, I just applied to all the jobs that I could. And then I um, didn't even realise that I'd applied for this job, but I got a call back <laughs> from a podcast company. A podcast yeah. company? Yeah, yeah. Did you know what a podcast was? I didn't know was? what one was at you didn't all. Know. I didn't know you what applied, a, podcard, a podcast was you applied at that for, point. It was 2013. 2013, and yeah. you applied for a job. Yeah. They rang you back and they said they were a podcast company. Yeah. What did you think? I was like, great. As long as it was anything other than what I was doing, I was up <laughs> for going to an interview. So it didn't take me long to agree to, well, I initially and immediately said, yes, I'm mm. going to be there. And then I did my research onto actually what it was. And yeah, and then I was there for four years. Excuse me, a podcast company. Mm -hmm. What exactly is that? So, like the podcasts that 3CR do. Well, we're going to podcast you. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not Dale. I haven't (laughs) got the technical skills or the interest. So, this this podcast company would work with people who made their own podcasts. Mm. And they would 
post it for them on their platform mm. and then they would put it out to iTunes, stuff like that. Mm. And then they would find sponsorship and advertising for it. And that's, that's how they would make their money. You could, you could make me into an overnight sensation, mm. could you? Yeah. A numbers boy. Yeah, pretty much. You could do, that's what you did. You, you created stars. I created stars. And, and you. And I became one in the making. No, I didn't. But yeah, <laughs> that's what be, I did. Yeah, you don't do the podcast. How could you no. become one? You're just the numbers person. I know. It was just in the background. Yeah. But it was what fun. You, what exactly did you do? So I had to go into the media agencies and oh, I worked with the media agency? where all of the um, advertising right. companies put their money into to make sure that they get good adverts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, an advertiser will go to a, an agency and mm-hmm. say, we want to target men over 30 who... Got no money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Mm. Mm. And I would try and get the sponsorships on and the advertising. Mm. We've got a radio station here called 3AW. Ever heard of them? No. Very huge, huge listening audience. Quite conservative, conservative and reactionary. And I, I was having a chat with their um, general manager a few years ago, and they've got a they've got a problem. They're a, they're a private company. They run a basically a very conservative reactionary agenda, right? And the trouble is, he was saying to me they were going bankrupt because. People wouldn't advertise because the people that listened to them didn't have any money because they were mainly old people. Oh, really? They didn't want to spend things. So they got (laughs) funeral advertising and all that type of stuff. So you, your podcast was for the younger generation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was mostly for the younger generation. So if people came, and and also just as a a sort of stereotype as to who listens to a podcast, Mm -hmm. they were... They were seen to be educated as well. Educated. So if you listen to a podcast, it means that you're educated. 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 Did. <laughs> yeah. That you're. Well, but you all young. You're young. Yeah, yeah. And that you you're hip. have. Are you yeah, hip? You're hip. Yeah. And you've got disposable You've probably got income. an iPhone. Yeah. Or you've got a phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um And yeah, they have they have a big idea of what a podcast mm. listener looks like, and so people would buy into. That idea. So did you actually choose the people to podcast? So I would more choose the advertisers who we would, who we would pair up with a podcaster to make them money. Right. So you yeah. choose the advertisers. How mm. did you do that? So we would go in and pitch to a team of uh, people who wanted to advertise on podcasts Mm -hmm. and then um yeah we would say we think your brand is a good fit for this podcaster Mm. so what type of podcast did you do anything it was all sorts of stuff yeah we just represented in the city was just they didn't have a podcast unfortunately but i would (laughs) love to have done that yeah it was all sorts all sorts sorts. of yeah Uh, podcasts niche podcasts pretty yeah some were quite niche Mm -hmm. um from sort of some seriously right-wing stuff that i refuse to have anything to do with to mm. really left mm. podcasts to everything that you can think of really bicycles um mm. all sorts of stuff belly button lint what's that <laughs> no no don't you know about belly button lint a belly button lint lint l-i-n-t no don't you know what that means no what does that mean you know what belly button lint is don't you darling? oh navel lint it's, it's something that you know you know when you look at you ever look at your navel well, I reckon we should do a pod- <laughs> I reckon we should do a podcast. Oh, <laughs> now, I'm just, look, that's the beauty about podcasting. 
It can be about anything you it like. It can be anything you like. I mean, yeah. everybody's got everybody's got belly button lint. You can actually market them a product to get rid of the lint. <laughs> you know? Hey, come on. We can make a billion Thumbs, out of this. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a big one. Yeah. <laughs> so you're excited there, Dave. Oh, it's moving me. <laughs> what? Down your anal orifice, I assume it's moving you. <laughs> All right. Let's get back. So how long did you last there for? I was there for about three years. Can you tell us the most unusual podcast you uh, got to advertising for? Do you, or oh something, my God. Or something that's not the most, but something that was really a little bit freaky, you know, something unusual. So know? there was one podcast that was quite unusual. It was a comedy podcast, but it was this... Well, that would be unusual in England, wouldn't it? A podcast, <laughs> podcast. But this guy... Um, he would he would write all these little comedy skits about um, a farm in the West Country, a dairy farmer, and the, and the problems that he encounters on his dairy farm. And it was really bizarre. It the most bizarre things were happening throughout this these episodes. I don't want to hear. But it was really right. amazing. Right. It was yeah, so funny, yeah. and it actually generated a, like a huge audience. People right. loved it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a seriously bizarre one, but so very what, successful. What type of advertising would you? Act connect to that I would go to probably yeah some sort of cheese company I don't know <laughs> or I'd go to like a cheese shop in yeah. Melbourne and yeah. be like do you want to advertise on this oh, but yeah a bit of lateral but luckily thinking, I don't have to do that anymore no no so what you hang out what for four years yeah three and a half three and a half and then what was the epiphany that you left um well I'd always wanted to leave <laughs> the UK and to excuse me travel well, what, a little hang bit on, hang on. why'd you want to leave the old dart for because come on, the UK is the centre of the things. universe. Well, yeah, and it, 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 when you're there, my God, you think it's the centre. Yeah, of the universe. and I tell you, it was the biggest eye opener leaving because in schools we don't learn about um, the British colonies. We don't learn about stuff like Excuse that. Excuse me, could you could you rephrase that? Yeah, the former British colonies. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah we you don't just, learn you just about used the word that. British colony. Oh yeah, well, we're an American obviously. colony. Get it right. <laughs> but we don't learn about what happened in history with no, that. No, no, no. You have to about, have about an advanced um, education in history to decide whether to learn yeah. about that or not. Yeah. So when um, I left, I yeah, I was amazed with what had actually happened. So where'd you go? We've, I first went to India. Right, what and part of India. I went to um, Delhi and then through to Rajasthan, was in Rajasthan for a bit and then went south. What's a bit? Well, pretty much to the end <laughs> and then came back. Now, how long did you stay in Rajasthan for? About a month. A month. Yeah. And then so, you went to the end. And then, um, mm. yeah, so Jalsamir, the, the kind of last big city before mm. you get to Pakistan. So mm. I went to there and then um, sort of dotted. What did you think? I loved it. Why? Because I think the colours, everything about it, the sounds, the people that you meet, they're just... Mm. I had such a good experience there. I mm. can't... You're just a boring British traveller. I mean, Why you, is that? Well, because you're used to the greyness and the graininess mm. of... And you go out and you see a bit of colour and action. <laughs> I mean, you could go to Spain and get the same thing at a bullfight or something. Mm, you know? You'd meet a lot of Brits there, though. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. Come on, I've been to India a few times. Come well, on. Well, what do you think of it? Oh, really? Yeah. 
It's a horrendous place. You didn't enjoy it at all? Well, I did enjoy it, you know, but it's kind of an action and all that garbage. But there's a lot of, you know, you could see on the same road, you could see an elephant and a, you know, and a donkey cart and a, and a Lamborghini. But it's, it's, it's a horrendous place. But is that, I mean, no, you, is that not fascinating, though? No, no. You don't horror. enjoy being around that? I don't enjoy being around inequality and... You know, no, no, of course not. It's but not, not enjoyable. It's, look, it's maybe at your age, I found it slightly interesting. But the thing mm. is, uh, you know, I mean, fancy living in a culture where um, I'll tell you, I, I'm biased. I'll tell you why. We had a euthanasia legislation passed here about 12 months ago. Just very minor euthanasia, first time in the history of Australia. Very minor shit. Mm. And they were interviewing the um, the main. Hindu spokesperson for the Hindu community and who opposed euthanasia. You know why they said they opposed euthanasia? Why? Because it's ordained that uh, if you're going to suffer when you're dying, that's your punishment for your previous life. And to have a whole culture and a, and a country based on that principle that your whole future is determined by a so-called past where you've got caste systems or class systems mm. which are incorporated in, the, in, in in a religious ideology I just, I just after a while you get sick of the cheap rubies and the cheap silver rings and yeah but i i think it's unfair to uh to say that just that culture has been built on something no oh, like we're, that, we're, 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 we're built on genocide built. our country yeah. built on genocide but that but that's different i mean we can address that mm and there are sections of the Australian community with reconciliation. We're doing something to address it. You know, we haven't addressed it, but we're looking at. It. But that is a, that's something that's built in stone. And you've noticed the Hindu nationalism has become the, a very significant political ideology now in India. It wasn't in the past, but it is now. The fact that you've incorporated the state and religion as you do in the you know, mm. so Muslim fundamentals. But we won't go down that path. Mm. It's your it's your it's your interview. No, All right, you went to India. You loved it. I loved it because. I hadn't been to I hadn't been to Asia before either, so yeah, it, it was it, my first experience yeah, a great in a culture that was mm. so different mm. to yeah. um, to a European mm. culture. So when did you land here? I landed in Australia in June last year. Last year, 2018. Yeah, yeah. got to Perth. Yeah, what bodgy excuse did you use to come here? Mm. <laughs> well, tell As us the all Brits. <laughs> You got the visa, yeah. So yeah, came along basically. Yeah, got the working holiday visa. So went over to Perth, went down to Margaret River, did my my time. Great picking. Um, I was pruning. 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 Have you ever done any agricultural work? No. How did your back feel after Um, pruning? I have a lot of respect now (laughs) for anybody who works in agriculture. It was, yeah, it was painful. And I I mean, we only had to do 88 days. So, I mean, that's nothing compared Mm. to, um, Mm. obviously. But you slept well every night. Yeah, slept well. (laughs) was in bed bed at 9 o'clock, up at 5, and yeah, that was my life. Um, But did that for a bit and then finish off my farm work at a mango farm as well in the Northern Territory. Yeah, what do you think of that? That would be more mechanised, wouldn't it? It was... I think it was harder because of the weather. The weather made it harder Mm. because it was so hot Mm. and I'm just not built for heat like that. No, being being an English rose, obviously you're not built for that. The white woman's burden. 
yeah the colony's other white woman's burden you know that yeah the white man's burden too we came (laughs) here to civilize them and then we stayed it was just terrible it is terrible and yes that happened so you did your mango bit and you did your pruning and then what happened and then i went home for christmas (laughs) basically (laughs) to cry to mummy no i just went home because i wanted to go back for christmas you wanted a white christmas didn't you You i just wanted a christmas with the family but yes i mean yeah i was a bit homesick at that point so i was ready to go home for a bit so i went home for christmas Mm -hmm. and then came to melbourne in january why melbourne because um, everybody who I'd met had sort of told me that Melbourne was a good place to go and that you should go there. So I everybody went along. Everybody you'd met? Everybody who I'd met along the way, you know, yeah. everybody around yeah. Australia. India. Yeah. India. Mm. Other parts of Asia. London. I mean, everybody what loved Melbourne. parts of Asia did you go to? Uh, Myanmar. Right. Thailand, mm. Vietnam and mm. the Philippines. All right. What do you think of Vietnam? I really like Vietnam. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I did some English teaching while I was there as well. Because you feel safe there, don't you? No? Um, I guess so. Mm. I didn't feel in danger, mm. but whether that... I guess that means I felt safe, yeah. Mm. Mm. All right, so you come to Melbourne. Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Did you fly in? Yeah. So you get to Tullamarine Airport, you open the doors. What did you think? Ooh. Well, I was I was knackered at that point knackered. because I just had like a twenty four hour flight. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I'm okay. thinking, well, where's be. the sky bus? Where's the sky? I've got to get got to get to a bed. Um, so yeah, just got on and got to a hostel in the that was CBD. It. You didn't didn't think of anything. No, no. I, I can't even remember that point. Can't remember that. No, no. I was this so was the centre of the universe, not yeah. London, and you just don't remember. <laughs> just, you weren't drunk you're just and disorderly. So forgettable. Were yeah. No, oh, I had no idea what happened. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, what were your plans? So you wake up the next morning. What's your plan? Well, my first plan was to get a job because I definitely needed. If I wanted to stay in Melbourne for the long haul, mm. which I know that I wanted to, I knew that I yeah had to get a job. Mm. So got one of those in a bar. In a bar. Yeah. Mm. And then I wanted to get involved with the radio station. Um, and I messaged 3CR literally the second day that I was in Melbourne. Well, did you know about 3CR? I did because I'd already done my research back in oh. back in Margaret River. So back in, in Margaret River, yeah, in so WA, I was already every was already night on you're it. on Googling and you're looking at all the community radio stations. Yeah, seeing what I can get you, involved and in. And you found that most of them are run by Christian fundamentalists. I didn't find that out. Well, you'd be surprised. Really. Uh, Interesting. Community radio. So what, what drew you to 3CR? I think um, because I like the spoken word better also than mm-hmm. uh, music. So I, I gravitate more to, to spoken word things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the, the stance that 3CR has, the left Mm. The radical left views, opinions, and, what, what and activism. What attracts you to a radical left view? I mean, you have these views in England. Yeah. So I have. I'm of those opinions. Is that because been. of your work workhouse background, or what? Well, I found I found that out later in life. Yeah. But um, I've always been incredibly like empathetic, mm. and 
I didn't realise that that had a place in my own like political views until I was probably about yeah maybe about 22 when I'd started working and mm. um, when I was taking a lot more interest in the things that were happening around me mm. so in London when I was I was back in London at this point and yeah I was just taking more notice of the 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 um What's the word that I'm looking for? What your surroundings? Yeah. Or how, people, just or how people interact, how society how, functions? Yeah, society functions and mm. um, the segregation mm. throughout in, in, within different cultures and communities in London yeah. Yeah. and the way that certain people are treated. And that's what I think initially sparked something in me. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of ran with that and wanted to keep sort of going back to to that finding out a little bit more about things and mm-hmm. yeah my opinions change constantly and all the time because i'm still learning a lot and mm-hmm. especially now in australia i'm learning so much about what's what's going on here and in around melbourne and yeah across, on this side of the world so that's why i guess i've always been interested in the left side. Mm. Well, getting back to 3CR, mm. you remember the first day you came here? Did we lock the door? Did we tell you to go away? <laughs> no, uh, I, no. <laughs> you were lovely. Not you. Not me, thank you. <laughs> you were oh, horrible. Could you, yeah, could you make sure? I've got a reputation to keep. Yeah, she no. She didn't mean that I was lovely. Yeah, she Joe, this yeah, Joe was not lovely. The volunteers were lovely. <laughs> thank you. Everybody else was very nice. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody was super amazing so yeah came in met with leanne the wonderful leanne the wonderful the wonderful oh, leanne. and um are you listening leanne but yeah she and she yeah took me on a tour she gave me the spiel she gave me the spiel yeah. and then um and then i was actually i think i was just in the right place at the right time really because then one of the receptionists left and they needed somebody to to come in and do their Thursday shift. And Le- Leanne asked that's me. That's where I first Yes, met that's you. where you know me from, Joe. Yeah, I used to walk in and say, hello, youngster. Yeah, because you didn't know my name. <laughs> exactly. I'd go, hi. Oh, you'd play the little floozy. Hi. Hi, Jack. Hi, Jack. Oh, my God. Where they get this one from? <laughs> she won't last long. Yeah. How wrong I was. I'm still here. Um, so but, yeah. but you're not on the front desk anymore. What's happening? No, I'm not. I, mean, I, I come in on Thursday. You're not there. I know. I'm not there on the Thursday anymore. But I'm on um, Mondays, so I come in on. You're Monday. not on. But Monday not recept. Bre- no, not reception. You're not Monday breakfast. On Monday crew. breakfast. Yeah. Oh, that's a terrible shift. What time do you? Why? Start? Um, seven. The sh- yeah, the show starts at seven. Yeah, that's a that's that's, it's a that's, that's hardcore. That is hardcore. Yeah. And coming on a Monday because you've got the whole weekend to process it. When, at yeah. least when you come on Tuesday, you only got to process Monday's news. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a hard, hard Yeah. Shift. We always like to throw the well, not me because it's not my decision because I never make. I mean, I'm just I, I'm a show pony. <laughs> I just walk in, do the interviews, walk out. You know, I let the draft there's horses. There's no, yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, I let the draft horses run the station. You know, they're real. They're the power. Without them, there wouldn't be a 3CR. Mm. I mean, yeah. So, no, Monday, no, seriously, Monday breakfast is a tough gig. Yeah, it is. Because you haven't got time on the weekend to get it all together. You turn up in the morning. You, how many co-presenters have you got? Just you or somebody there's else? There's three of us. Three of you. Yeah, yeah. me, Dean and Judith. And, and Gab, does she keep an eye on you? Gab, yeah. She's... Uh-huh. 
She's yeah. also there she's running the around area, helping. The yeah. yeah, well, I'm always I'm doing the panel, so I'm doing a lot of the the buttons, I and I get it all wrong. <laughs> so I just wave at Gab. I'm like, help. Can I, can I make a confession, Alice? I feel like confessing to you. are the type of woman I'd like to confess to. What's that? I've been here for 42 years and I've never pushed a button in my life. Really? Yeah, ask Dale. Is that true, Dale? Yeah, he's, uh, you know, like he says, you know, he, he just... He just provides the, that is shocking. the content and we take care of the film. That is so shocking. Well, no, no. We'll talk back with Attitude. We've got a producer and a co-host who does it. He keeps us busy. <laughs> I mean, everybody's here, my That's personal true. staff. That's the way it goes. You know? <laughs> no, but seriously, no, they're wonderful people. That's the key, isn't it? Yeah. They're great people, honest people, hard-working yeah. people. I mean, most of the people here are so talented, especially the uh, permanent staff that they could get double the income mm. in another job quite easily, but they, they stick to 3CR because they actually like the atmosphere. Yeah. Although sometimes they, especially when Radiophone time's coming on, they start worrying and, mm. you know, badgering people like me about <laughs> the money that's going to come in from Radical Australia. So have you got any future plans? No. I have I'd like to I'd like to continue with yeah learning as much as I can and mm. being as active as I possibly can mm. about um everything that's happening basically as much as I can do mm. and yeah and I want to stay on the airwaves. Mm. You still doing the barn work? No. 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 Doing any, any I'm doing a bit of hospo and a little bit of some contract stuff but Contract you're not a contract yeah. killer, are you? No, not a killer. I <laughs> had a job for you if you were a contract killer. Oh, really? Yeah. You, okay. you reckon, you know? I'll give you my price. Give I'll you give you my, my price pr- after the show. Show, all right. <laughs> oh, don't worry about the door. I'm just It'll take know. care of itself. There's a whole mass of people massing outside. <laughs> they can mass. We'll let them in soon. It's all right. That's my <laughs> okay. job, okay? That's all good. Dale does just all, can't kick yeah. that reception and the receptionist no, in no, there, you know. Well, I mean, it's extraordinary. You're here in, um, what, January? Yeah. It's June. you got a voice at 3CR I know it's amazing what can happen it's in a couple of months if yeah, you just yeah, yeah. yeah. if you just ask, go for it I'm going to ask you a question because every person from Britain I ask this question doesn't know the answer but oh. I'm sure you will know okay why do I call Britain the old dart the old dart mm-hmm. no. can't it's not anything about the game darts right no no okay that's way too obvious because when the con- first convicts came here, they had darts painted on their shirts and pants so that if they escaped, they could be identified. So, really? So the, the joke was the, the convicts and the ticket of leave men and women would call Britain the old dart. Uh, wow, okay, do you know that? I thought That's it was a one. term that was peculiar only to Joe until I heard someone else actually use <laughs> really? it. Really? Yeah. Thought, oh, he's just making this sight. <laughs> no, I've heard someone else actually use that phrase. It's, it's just... peculiar to old Australians, Dale, and when you be- get to my age, you'll be able to use the term. <laughs> now, Alice, it's been a pleasure talking to you because oh, it's you. not an interview, we just had a chat. Just a chat. And we wish you all the best for the future. And thank I reckon you. you'll do really well. And with people like you at 3CR, this station will go on for another 52 years. No, 58, that makes it 100. That's right, 58. <laughs> <gasps> no, extraordinary. No, look, extraordinary. It's really welcome to 3CR. Thank you very and, um, much. Thanks keep, for having me. No, look, anybody who does Monday breakfast is a heroine and a hero. <laughs> you know, I've never done it, but you know, Dale. Has. Why don't you come on on Monday? Oh. We'll have you as a guest. 
Yeah. What would I be talking about? Maybe, what would I talk I'll to ask you some about? questions. Maybe a phone interview. <laughs> a phone interview. <laughs> well, okay. I, look, I, was, I got up at 5.30 to do the protest at Parliament House this morning at 8. Yeah, you're pretty I good. Can, I can get you here. You do better than I do. Yeah, yeah, I can get here in the morning. Oh, what's 7 o'clock? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Look after yourself, Alice Goals. You've made a great contribution to the station, and hopefully you will stay here as long as you feel welcome. All the best. Welcome to Australia, and look after yourself. Thanks. Thank you, Find my way back home 